You're listening to What the Flux. This is Brett. And this is Justin. And it's Tuesday, the 14th of January. On to our first story. Saudi Aramco, the oil company based in Saudi Arabia and owned by the Kingdom of Saudi Arabia, has achieved the largest IPO in history. This is a big one, Brett. Aramco initially raised a record $25 billion US in its IPO in December and has decided to sell more shares in the weeks that followed. Now the magic number is $29 billion. Now the reason for the IPO is to diversify the Saudi Arabian economy. Since the 1930s, Saudi Aramco has gone from a speculative attempt to find oil to the most powerful company in the oil industry globally. And amazingly, when drilling began in the 1930s, no one knew there was oil in Saudi Arabia. Incredible stuff, Brett. Aramco kept growing and growing over the decades until Saudi Arabia's economy reached a point where it was almost entirely dependent on oil revenues for growth and prosperity. Shares have been really up and down in the last few weeks, largely because of the rising tensions between the US and Iran in the region. So, Brett, the key learnings in this one? Even the most lucky countries with the most vast and high-quality natural resources need to eventually focus on pivoting to a more diverse and well-rounded economy. That could be pretty good advice for Australia, Justin. It is. It is indeed, Brett. So much for the innovation agenda proposed by Malcolm Turnbull four years ago. I think we've still got our pivot to come. (laughs) Story two. Airplane maker Boeing has revealed its former CEO, Dennis Muhlenberg, who was fired last month for the company's response to two crashes, will get a severance package of $90 million. I reckon someone's in the Bahamas, Brett. 11 months ago, Boeing grounded its 737 MAX fleet following two crashes in a short period of time. And in the months that followed, the CEO was criticised for taking too long to accept blame and for failing to spot safety risks before the plane came to market in 2017. Boeing has been scrambling to win back the support of regulators and repair its tarnished image. So Brett, the key learnings from the Boeing story? Businesses are expected to meet the highest standards of society, its consumers, communities and organisations. So, unfortunately for Captain Boeing, his time was up. Story number three. A2 Milk, the Australian milk and infant formula company, is losing top executives left, right and centre. Back in December, A2 Milk CEO Jane Herdlicker left the company after only 18 months and was replaced by a previous CEO. And now the company has announced that its chief technology officer has resigned as well. This is trouble, Brett. And back in November, the company's Chief Marketing Officer also resigned? Let's just put this in context and see why this is important. See, the company has been growing extremely strongly over the last few years. Five years ago, the share price was 56 cents per share, and now it's over $14. The company's value is now over $10 billion, and I'm just upset that I didn't get in five years ago. It turns out China loves infant formula from Australia. It also turns out that Australians love milk. That's true. But with the CEO gone, the CTO gone, and the CMO gone, who can say what 2020 will look like for the milk and baby formula company? Now, here's the key learning takeaway. Stability in any organization is essential, especially at the top of the organization, especially one that is publicly listed 
especially all round. Let's hope the exodus ends here for A2 and the demand for infant formula from China continues. Let's also hope that Australians continue to drink cow milk as well as almond milk and oat milk in their lattes. Thanks for listening. We'll catch you all next time.